I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, Money Wise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcast. This, this is the Porpoise Pod. Porpoise Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All dolphins. All the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of the Porpoise Pod. This one coming after another loss. Five in a row. The Dolphins fall to the Patriots. 23-21 and drop to 8-8. Eight and eight. On the season, Solana boots on the ground in Foxborough. I'm sorry for that. Looking snazzy, but yet, thank you, a snazzy loser because that's what we <laughs> uh, that's that's just the feeling we all have right now. I uh, I came ready to celebrate New Year's Day, a playoff clinching win in Foxborough. Mike McDaniel sweeping Bill Belichick in his first season as head coach, Teddy Bridgewater, Dade County legend. Just gonna come in and crush the Patriots' dreams, and instead we get Skylar Thompson at the end of the game, and of course the Dolphins do just enough again to make you believe at the very end when you feel like all hope is lost, just enough Tobin to make you believe, and then this bum Jason Sanders with uh, with one of the worst onside kick attempts I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, Jason, do me a favor, dude. Next time. Why don't you just hand them the football? Like, don't even bother. Like, why don't we have Morstead? Didn't Morstead do it in a Super Bowl one time? Have him do the onside kicks. That guy's a, a champion onside kicker. How is Jason Sanders so inaccurate at field goals, but so accurate when he kicks onside kicks to the other team? I mean, that, that was, was like, the best pass of the day. The best really pass was. of the day. <laughs> oh, it was, it was like, a, it, it was like he, he bowled it right to him. I'm just like, wow. Uh, you know, what a gift from you, Sanders. You on the take, dude? This guy, I'm so sick of him, dude. We gave him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, my, maybe he's he's turned it around. Nope. Hasn't hit a meaningful kick all year. Man, you lose by two and he missed a field goal. <laughs> I mean, what what else is there to say? He missed what a field goal. What else is there to say? What, like, honestly, this guy has gotten to skate under it all year. And he's got that contract. Everybody's knew that this guy wasn't the same kicker. And look, there's a lot of places we could go. We could say, oh, defense again, giving up drives on third down. Fine. We could go here and we could say Teddy Bridgewater, Skylar Thompson. Fine. But math is math. And he kicks field goals. That's worth three points. And he left one right there. And, and bro, I, I feel like the defense, the story all season is lack of, lack of takeaways. Right, Tobin? All season long can't get takeaways late in the game. You can't get crucial stops. But at, at the same token, I mean, the Dolphins get 23 points scored on the takeaway seven from the uh, the pick six from Teddy Bridgewater. And Dolphins defense only gave up, what, 16 points today? I mean, that's, that's nothing. You should be able to put up 25, 26 points in a football game. Like, it, uh, it's so frustrating, man. I understand. 
that you're with your 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 backup quarterback and then your third string quarterback. Like I understand the the difficulties there, but at some point this season, I mean, you have to look at it and say you won five straight games, and then in the most crucial point of the season, you lose five straight. Like that's it's just unacceptable for whatever the reasons are. That is unacceptable, Tobin. Oh, Zonk has tweeted. He only, he only tweeted. He did oh. not tweet. He has not tweeted since Christmas Eve, the the day before his birthday. Larry Zonka, he tweets, sad. I had high hopes, but injuries and mistakes have taken their toll. Hashtag MIA versus PAT. Hashtag Miami Dolphins. Hashtag fins up. I'm sorry, Zonk. I had high hopes too, dude. We Is all still did. a believer. I mean, it's not over, dude. But like, come on, five straight losses. This it, it it feels harder to miss the playoffs than it did to make the playoffs, and yet somehow they're in this position next week where they need help to get in. They ought to beat the Jets, which seems like a task. Who knows who the quarterback's going to be? And on top of that, now you need the Patriots to lose. Who I mean, will they have anything to play for? Uh, the Bills have anything to play for? I guess we'll see by tomorrow with uh, with Monday Night Football, but. To, to be even in this position in the final week of the season is an incredible embarrassment, Solana. Yeah. yeah no, it is. I mean, we were <laughs> – Tobin, we were talking about Super Bowl. <laughs> Such fools. Such fools. Think about that. Think about that. And we weren't – I don't even think we were being homers. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't one big game and all of a sudden we're talking about maybe going into the Super Bowl. I mean, you won five straight. The offense is looking unbelievable. And we're saying we could beat anybody in the league. We could beat this anybody. Is, there isn't is, a team that scares us. This is worse. This is worse than last year or other collapse. Because this was a tease to, to, to be riding so high and to feel like, oh, my God, this is the most exciting offense in the sport. Oh, this team, that they're, they're going to be untouchable. They can hang. They can go blow for blow with anybody. To, to have it all taken away from you. To, and by the way, can they ever just have a game? Where the quarterback they have is just the quarterback they have when that when two is not in there, like again, again Bridgewater starts and he doesn't finish, or or Skyler starts and he doesn't finish, like nobody ever gets to finish a damn game as a quarterback who preps all week, and the fact that Teddy Bridgewater on a pick six hits his hand on a dude, oh, and by the way, don't enough with the warming up, Teddy. Thanks. Yeah, I don't need you to warm up with with. Two two seconds left in the game. No thanks, dude. What, he, came a, what a, back, he came running back from the locker room. Yeah, and Skyler Thompson starting that drive, and he's putting his helmet on. He's trying to talk to all the coaches. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. It's a show on the sideline. Him warming up. It's a total show. They're not going back to Teddy. Can't even hold the football. Well, come on, let me in, coach. You tried to get in there. Oh, uh, sure you did, dude. Sure you did. And you you want to talk about a show, Tobin? Listen, I love Tyreek Hill. I think this season he's talked to talk, but he's also walked the walk. He's he's backed up all of his uh, you know, his persona, larger than life persona, and he's backed it up. I'm not criticizing Tyreek Hill outside of today's game, but when the Dolphins, before they score on that final drive, right before the onside kick, Skylar Thompson on a on a fourth and long, the Dolphins go for it and they don't convert. And he threw like a little check down to Jeff Wilson, and it, it was a disaster. Tyreek Hill comes running over to the sideline. He throws his helmet onto the bench, and he's kind of throwing a little temper tantrum. 
listen, Tyreek Hill, settle down because on that previous drive, Skylar Thompson comes in an impossible situation, leads you down the field, runs for a first down because of your illegal shift. It gets called back. So yeah. now it's an even larger play. And on the very next play, he throws a catchable ball your way, maybe a little bit off, but a catchable, a catchable ball. And because of your mishandling, it gets intercepted and you end the, Dol- the Dolphins drive and you got us out of field goal range with that illegal shift. So look, I'm not hating on Tyreek Hill. All right. But I am saying enough with the antics on the sideline when you had a lot to do with this loss in parts of the game as well. No, certainly when you are down to your third string quarterback, you're looking upon the best players of this team to step up and especially no Armstead today, no Xavier Howard today, no Tua, obviously, you know, we didn't even get a chance to react to all the news this week with the holidays and whatnot, but yeah, you need Tyree Kill to to have what what he did in his other games where Tua was out. Like you need him to to go above and beyond. And yeah, he was not he was not that today. He did not. I, I would say he he probably arguably had his worst game of the season, and it came at the worst possible time because stupid McCorkle Jones got to waltz into the waltz into a, a place where they get to control their own. How are they controlling their own mother bleeping destiny next week? How is this possible, Solana? That and, offense is not good, man. Like, that offense is so they bad. They hate each other. They don't want to be there. Just, it's so depressing. This is just so depressing. And, and you know what? What else, Tobin? It's it, so much of the season we're saying it's not the same old Dolphins. It's not the same old Dolphins. It's not the same old Dolphins. And then you have opportunities to go and score touchdowns, and you don't end up scoring touchdowns. You have to settle for field goals because you can't get the third and short plays. And then your field goal kicker misses a field goal anyways, right? Um, you're, you're coming down the field, down two scores with a minute left, and you score a touchdown, and you don't get the onside kick because the Dolphins never do. And you're throwing pick sixes and allowing the Patriots defense to score easy points. It, I, I mean, same old Dolphins, bro, right? Same old Dolphins. Look, it's... It's it's I, almost. I, it pains me to say it. It pains me to say it. But same old Dolphins, dude. It's it's like Lucy and Charlie Brown, man. Like you, she she just he'll set them up a bunch of different ways, but you only end up just getting the football pulled away from you. And the Dolphins, you know, whether it's last year losing seven straight, you know, to to put themselves in position and they lose, or the year before that they got to win some and they lose, or going back to you know having to beat Thad Lewis and you lose. Like it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. It feels like, and it hurts, I think, because yeah, this year did feel a lot different because they were nationally relevant. I think a lot of people bought into them, not only locally, but I do think a lot of people liked talking about this team nationally. They obviously too, it was such an interesting thing all year and and to just have a collapse like this is just so frustrating. And yeah, you could sit here and say, whoa, I mean, what kind of position would you expect them to be now, nah, dude? Like, come on, you should have lost last week. Concussion, yeah. no concussion to Tua. Embarrassing to lose that game last week to Aaron Rodgers and a team that was teetering on the playoffs. You know, to to not be able to put away a game in Buffalo to show up the way they did against the LA Chargers. This doesn't just go to this game. This game is frustrating for sure. And and yeah, you could you could be upset that you're you know thought of a being in a tough. You put yourself in this tough position. 
you you should have had a layup to the playoffs and you choked. Yeah, they had to win one game in their last five to make the playoffs. Think about that. Just one more win would have pretty much cemented them as being a playoff team. The and now, lost, yeah, the fact they've lost five straight and aren't eliminated yet is is almost an embarrassment in itself. <laughs> um, M- McDaniel today, McCoachin, I mean, outcoached, right, by Bill Belichick. I think we could say that, and, and I hate that, but I think we could say that. Um, I, I get that you're going up against a really good Patriots defense, but Tobin, you're telling me that you game plan today to go out without Tua Tungabailoa and the best you could do to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is seven combined receptions and only 12 targets. I, yeah. I don't get that, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't get that. I think the other thing that's strange, too, is it feels like it felt like Mostert. Like, they just went away. This is two two games out of three now where it feels like Mostert looks like the best player on the team, and it feels like yeah. in the second half they go away from him. And I don't know what that is. Like, I don't count snaps. I'm not like that PFF type of guy. I'm just telling you, like, Mostert felt like he was making a tremendous impact. This was in the Buffalo game and in this game. And then it feels like in the second half he goes to Jeff Wilson, who, yeah, got off to a great start in his Dolphins career and, and you know, had a good game today if you look at his numbers. But, like, Mostert, I think, looked like their best weapon on offense, and they just completely just went away from him. And I don't, I, I don't really get that. I don't know what – I know that – He's looking for that fine balance. I know that he has uh, a great fondness for both guys. And, you know, uh, you look at their stats, they're fine. But I just felt like he's looking to ride the hot hand. I felt like you should have just kept feeding Mostert the way it was going. And then, yeah, Jalen Waddell took forever to get him involved. Um, we already talked about Tyreek Hill, not not his best game. You know, Mike Gusecki got his late touchdown. It looked like the least enjoyable touchdown in the history of touchdowns. <laughs> You know what my favorite play of the day was? I wrote this down, and I forgot to bring it up. My favorite play of the day, Skylar Thompson on third down right before they ended up uh, they, they ended up converting uh, like a turnover on downs. Skylar Thompson rolls out, play action, roll out to his right or to his left, and he has all the room to run. The play action faked everybody out. But Alec Ingold is in front of him. Alec Ingold is, is in a cast. One of his hands is literally a club. And Skylar Thompson could have just ran it, but instead he, like, panicked and threw, like, a little yeah. dart to Alec Ingold. <laughs> and Alec Ingold has no chance at catching a pass. He could have picked up I... 12, 15 yards, and, and instead he tried to throw a pass to Alec Ingold. Hilarious. I, I didn't even think Alec Ingold was playing today. I was like, oh, he's out there? Because <laughs> I know he was dealing with something all week. Yeah, I, I don't know what that was. It, like – Barely, barely playing. Well, I think this is the thing that's frustrating. And I don't know if this just speaks to this is just because Tua is so talented at it because people almost look at it as a knock that he gets rid of the ball so quickly that he does things in one read. But like that was the thing that was crazy. He's like Skyler was sitting back there with so much with decisions. And like it felt like all the time it was just like going to be a four yard dump off. Like he could never just just cut it downfield to get a big play. Teddy was doing it a little bit. The protection was pretty good. Who was that dude that we had at left tackle? I didn't know. Who, who was that? Kendall, uh, what the hell was that guy's name? Kendall Lamb. Kendall, Kendall Lamb. What Dude, I mean, that all. That second, other... second game being active. He just didn't play much last week. I don't remember him, but whatever. I, I mean, like, that line looked great early on in the game. I was like, wow, look at this protection that Teddy yeah. has. He was, and, nobody and, was and he him. went out. He went out with an injury. Yep. And uh, and then that's when, I mean, you know, Teddy comes, or uh, 
Skyler comes in and things start kind of sh- getting shaken up. Greg Little had to come in. Uh, but yeah, the line the line kind of looks solid. And and Brandon Shell, he had one offensive uh, false start today, but yeah. he's pl- he's been a good story this season for trying to look for positives right now. Brandon Shell coming in at right tackle has been a really good story. No positives today, dude. What do you think? Like, I don't know how much time you have left, but like, genuinely, if they don't make the playoffs, which they need to beat the Jets next week, I guess the Jets game is pretty, you know, means nothing really uh, right. for today. But if they beat the Jets next week and the Patriots lose, they could still get in. But saying they don't, what do you think Stephen Ross's reaction to this is going to be? To go from where they were to this epic of collapse. Does this? I don't think this results in Mike McDaniel getting fired. But does this result in drastic changes, or was there too much excitement for Stephen Ross to go in the direction? Because we know him; he's very like. I never thought Brian Flores was going to get fired last year. I never right. thought that was going right. to happen. So, do you think yeah, that that's... can it can it can be some? Would it be something as extreme as Chris Greer gets fired? Can it be like does somebody does somebody take the fall for a collapse like this if they are unable to get to the playoffs? I was talking with uh, with some of the guys on the on the broadcast team. I was saying, if they were to lose two straight here and end season six losses just the playoffs, that would be the biggest collapse in Dolphins history. Because there's that other season where I think with Marino, you were nine and one or nine and two, and then he ends up missing a bunch of games down the stretch of the season, and you miss the playoffs. Yep. That was pretty 93. bad. But but right. But at, at least in '93, Marino was out. Right. Like this season, you had Tua for most of these games, and you you can't put those two on the same level. So I mean, you you were eight and three, and you missed the season. To me, it's the biggest collapse in franchise history that I can remember. Uh, Tobin, I think some somebody would have to be held responsible for it. I don't think there's a chance in hell Mike McDaniel gets fired. But like you said, <laughs> I I never I would have bet my house Brian Flores was going to be the coach this year at the end of last season. So I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a really good question. Um, like, how do, you, how do you weigh the season? Do you weigh it more from the perspective of you were 8-3 and three and it was the best you felt in two decades? Or do you weigh it more with the result at the very end where, you know, you can provide context to a tongue of Iloa gets hurt and you've, you've suffered a, a huge amount of injuries this season. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying, you know, it's probably somewhere what do they in believe between. It? No, I get it. Like, well, look, if you're right. the coach – I feel like the coach has to believe in when things are right that they're going to be good. I think he has yeah. to believe in that because that's been a big part of his story this year and a big part of his ties into Tua's success and Tua's growth and Tua's development. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think Tua has a, such a support in this fan base and, you know, he's dealing with the concussions and if he does come back from it, uh, I, I obviously I think he's going to come back and play again in his career. I'm saying like, if he does, uh, if he, you know, going forward, I don't think they're going to give an extension. I think that there's going to probably be, you know, some trepidation on that because of the concussions. Yeah. But I definitely think that, you know, Mike McDaniel is going to have to believe in the good of this year because it feels like you've already invested too much. You've gone to F them picks. You gave it to Tyreek. You've given it to, uh, to Bradley Chubb. We've seen flashes of it, but this team certainly needs to find a, a, a great footing on on how to win because they have uh, they have thrown up all over themselves, and it's been very very embarrassing to be in this position. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tobin, I I, I got to get out of here. All uh, right, buddy. Because Listen. I don't I don't want to miss this flight, but uh, 
Um, I, well, we'll talk. We'll talk this week for sure. We'll do a little porping this week. We'll do some porping this week, dude. We will uh, get a get a footing on things. And uh, everybody, I'm sorry. It is uh, it is a sad, sad yeah. day. I'm I'm sorry. And uh, you know, go drink it away. I guess I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you do, whatever you go eat, eat, eat a, a uh, eat a giant pint of ice cream. Whatever makes you feel better. Fun story to to try to cheer everybody up at the end at halftime. One of the security guards is walking through here, and he came in and was talking to us. He said by halftime they had thirty calls around the stadium of fans that were throwing up and needed to to be attended to. Really? New Year's Day football, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Yeah, amazing. That's a Porpoise Pod, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.